Oh, crap. Where are we at here? Episode 61. <laughs> of Bat and Spider. Horror House on Highway 5, other slasher films ground and packed into a bowl that the cast smokes and gets blown to act. Gets... Other slasher films ground and packed into a bowl that the cast smokes and gets too blown to act. Too blown. Pop Fenton. Discord zone. Pop Fenton. (laughs) Here we are back for another week of God knows what. God knows what. What what have I done, Dale? What movie? What 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 horrors have I uh, just bestowed upon our heads this week? A mere seven days could open up. And flower like a like a tea like a tea flower that a bud that you would plop into your hot water and it blooms, mm. and then you have to save that that tea flower for another four or five teas worth. And what do you do oh, with that god. wet soggy flower? You know, oh my god, that's this is the questions that aren't don't get answered while all the beautiful people are using their tea blooms. Man, man, you're welcome, America. You're welcome. <laughs> um. Jeez, Chuck, what's hot, buddy? Man, what's everything's f- Dale. I'm sorry. Everything is hot, Dale. The world. Uh, the temperature, for one. I mean, we. This is the first week up in the Northeast here where things have gotten into the late 80s, into the 90s, and I am, I am not adjusted yet to the heat. So I'm, I'm sweating. I am sweating, Dale. But installed the uh, window AC unit, so. That's a sign. Yeah, we've got some, uh, you know, a little bit of relief. But I'm excited. Uh, we just purchased a uh, stock tank. Uh, have you heard of these things? Stock tank pools? Yeah, for your horses that you have on property. Right? Yeah, for all the horses. I got this giant. We got, well, M- M- Melissa bought it. She bought this eight-foot stock tank, circular stock tank. Oh, wow. It's getting real. And do you know these things though? Have you seen people do this? It's like a, it's the cool thing to do. Yeah. They uh, can like, uh, turn it into a pool. Yeah. You turn it into a little pool in your backyard. So we're going to do, um, so are you going to convert it? You're going to convert it to a filtered pool? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you really need a filter, uh, necessarily, but I'm going to have some, like a floating chlorine thing in it to, uh, keep it fresh. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, you know, if you empty it, every so often and refill it it's fine <laughs> yeah uh, i'm excited to see the uh the upcoming twitch streams the, on bat and spider oh, channel yeah i know live from the stock tank <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna get all the the equipment out there need- oh this is chuck chuck this is why we pay the people that we pay with all of our tape deck money <laughs> our tape deck stipend how do you i mean i guess they they put their pools in their streaming room right but how do you how do you set up like a pc outside like i don't understand i guess when you're you're a big streaming uh money maker you can just make it happen yeah yeah when you're making money hand over fist like those streamers the honest to god you're just calling the geek squad and being like hey i I need to stream from the the hot tub in my backyard right make it happen but if you could but if you would probably actually see like the mangled mess that's, you know, everything just teetering oh, yeah. on top of each other inches from the edge of this pool. Oh, God. Ugh. 
worse are the ones that, you know, they just set up a pool inside their house, not even thinking (laughs) of, you know, like support, floor support, weight limits. Which is more, I don't know, I think that's more horrifying is having a giant thing of water in like your living room or wherever and just existing with that there. No thanks. How do you get that out of there? Yeah. You got, yeah, you're, you're. You're siphoning water out through a hose that, you know, leaking off your front porch or into your sink or something. God. I don't know. I don't like it. You know, flex seal everything in that room. Yeah, everybody's funny. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's got a gimmick. They're cheeky. (laughs) And they're they're making billions. Okay? (sighs) Whatever, Dale. Yeah, well. We don't need them. We never needed them. We've got each other. And that's all that matters. And that's, we've got 1985's Horror House on Highway 5. Oh, boy. Strap in for this one, folks. Yeah. Um, I hope you're strapped. I hope you're double strapped. Right around the corner. Uh, I don't know what's going on with me. That I don't have any funny things to talk about. That's ha- that are, oh, well, this is not my story. Melissa had a bear encounter the other night. That was exciting. That sounds exciting. So we, got, we, we have these bears that hang out here in our neighborhood. They always come out at dusk. Um, so I get a little antsy. Like if I ever have to like run out to the car or something and it's dusk, I'm always like extra cautious, you know, yeah. looking over my shoulder, peeking around corners. <laughs> That's kind of terrifying. Uh, and it, and it, and it kind of came true this week. Melissa went, she went, I think she, yeah, she went, she was in the backyard in the hammock. She went to the car to get something and then was walking through the backyard uh, to our side door. And she comes around a corner of the house and standing there, like it's, it's like a comedy routine. They were both walking, you know, towards each other, you know, but coming around a corner it was this giant bear. <laughs> and she, she said she screamed. I, I was in here like blasting Black Sabbath or something. So I missed the whole thing. <laughs> she could have been mauled, uh, yeah. horribly mauled. And I would have been in my room headbanging. You're um, grab assing around with a tape deck. <laughs> Your Walkman. Yeah. Petting my cat. Just living it up. Uh, but she, yeah. And this bear looks at her and like the way she describes it, like maybe like five or six feet away. Wow. Bear. The bear looks at her, just gives like a, oh, and just turns and walks away. And she was Angry. just like frozen. Just like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of intense. Yeah. I'm super jealous of her. Like, I want to have a bear encounter really badly. Yeah. Uh, I keep thinking I'm not afraid of them, but I mean, as soon as I see one in the backyard, I'm like... You're going to lose your shorts, man. Oh, yeah. You're going to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. (laughs) Brown my shorts. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's exciting around here, living amongst the bears. Just wait till you have an inviting stock tank for them to come just relax in, cool off. That's, That's what I'm secretly hoping. Because our neighbors, our our neighbors, like five doors down, they have a pool, and apparently the bears have gotten in their pool before. So, just think yeah. of the TikTok hits. Oh that my god, YouTube money, bathing bears in your backyard. Yeah, I better start a TikTok account. Woo! But I did yeah. watch a movie, Dale. I watched a movie oh. <laughs> that I loved. I I I didn't fully cry, but I came. I got well. I got welled up three times. Uh, wow! At the end of this movie, this movie is called "Drop Dead Fred" from 1991. <laughs> wow. 
Drop Dead Fred, yeah. I'd never uh, seen it before. Wow. Have you seen, did you see this when it came out? I used to watch this a lot when it came out it, on video. I used to watch it a lot. I have vague me- vague memories now. What happened to my memories of Drop Dead Fred? But I remember her having to give up Fred at the end was very, very upsetting. It's very emotional. Yeah. Because it's a good thing, but it but it's necessary. But she's going to miss yeah. her friend. It's, but she it's is completely devastated. Yeah. And she's like... She's like 25 in the movie, right? I mean, she's... I just got goosebumps thinking about it again. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that being like... I remember it being almost too emotional that I didn't want to deal with that part of the movie because the rest of the movie is so hilarious, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, like, slapstick. Like, yeah. Drop Dead Fred is just, like, causing chaos everywhere he goes. And it's insane. And then doesn't her, like, doesn't he start visiting her kids or something and she knows he's there even though she can't see him or something? It, it ends with her, who's probably soon to be boyfriend. He has a kid from a previous marriage and the kid's babysitter, like, goes running out of the house. Like, she's like, I can't take it anymore. And she mentions, like, oh, my imaginary friend dropped drop dead Fred. And Phoebe Cates is uh... like, what did you say? And it's it's this touching moment because like everyone's like we don't believe you whatever you know it's an imaginary friend but Phoebe Cates is like no I I know tell Fred I said hi like and it's oh like oh god god oh god no but Dale I I I think I I don't know if I had this trailer on a videotape or something but the trailer I saw a ton and for whatever yeah. reason it just never I never watched it but. Finally, many years later, I put it on and I just, I was enthralled. I love this movie so much. <laughs> I, uh, I can't believe you just ended up putting on Drop Dead Fred randomly. <laughs> like, yeah, that is, you know. I think, I don't know. I think we had Phoebe Cates on the mind. I think we watched her in something else. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Phoebe Cates. And, um, you know, I mean, she retired so long ago. It's like, you know, you just never see her. Um, right. And I was like, oh, this is one I've never seen. I'll put this on. Wow. I think I read somewhere this is like one of her favorite things that she did. Um, Bravo. Man. It's great. And Rick Mayall, who plays Fred, is hilarious. This guy. Yeah, he's a character in this. Living cartoon. Oh, he's an American werewolf in London? Yeah, he's one of the bar patrons. Like side eyes. (laughs) Okay. And like he calls them over. Um, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He calls the doctor over when the doctor comes to visit and he orders like that Guinness and the... (laughs) Carrie Fisher's in it, uh, looking amazing. Um, Tim Matheson plays uh, Phoebe Cates' husband, who's a total creep. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, oh, Bridget Fonda was in it. I was like, holy shit, that's Bridget oh, wow. Fonda. She pops up in a small role. Uh, huh. Yeah, man, I love this movie. Good Lord. God, I really got nothing worth talking about. Uh, you know, it's been a <laughs> it's okay. It's been a slow news week for me. You know, just yeah. uh, you know the daily grind, wipe until I'm raw. <sighs> then you know, wondering yeah. why I didn't stop sooner. Yeah, tell me about that it. kind of thing. Yeah, um, I do. I we can. You know what? We can save this special time uh, for our big announcement. Oh my God! Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Picture this, July. Oh, yeah, baby. There's a big, big announcement we got coming down the pipe No, you want it, yeah. Perfect timing, too, right? It's it's absolutely perfect timing. You know, it's it's going to be a great summer. 
July. We're in the going to be in the thick of it, and we needed a theme. Yeah. And what's? So, I mean, what's the? I mean, is there a, a a more? Is there a better series of movies that that encapsulates the summer blockbuster of men of a certain age? <laughs> I mean, five stars across the board, right? No matter what you're looking at, yeah, it's it's fun and it's a great time, and that's why we're doing what we're doing, and we're gonna have some fun with it. Oh yeah, I think we're gonna bring something a little different. You know, others have have done this. Uh, other podcasts have tackled this series of movies, and you know they've done great jobs. You know, kudos to them. But I think we've got something really special lined up here on Batman, Old Bat and Spider. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you know really dive in onto the um, you know the stuff that's not really talked about in each yeah. episode, and you know it's been done to death and we're this, we're celebrating a big anniversary of it this year uh, but I got the 4Ks on their way they should oh, be here tomorrow my god and it's going to be an absolutely great time i can't to, stop smiling you know that's why i figured i'd i'd surprise you chuck with the uh, theme music um and now since it's so good i can't even turn it off <laughs> It's just, it's ratcheting up the joy inside of me. I, I think that's help. what's so exciting for me. It is. I mean, that's the magic of this series of films, you know? It's it's just like, it's heart. Every man, woman, and child on this planet knows what it's like to smile when they hear that theme music pop up. It's it's undeni- undeni- undeniable. Yeah, it's, you're right, Chuck. That's what it is, and... Um, it just it's it, it takes you back to a time of cinema with you and anytime it's on it's something you could watch mm. uh, and no matter what time of day what what day of the week you would set aside time if it were on TV to watch oh, something yeah. like this yeah yeah um, the original and, and all of its sequels yeah and it, and they're they're movies that the whole family can enjoy too the real crowd pleasers which. leads us to our news yes the month of July yes tell me podcasts of the planet of the apes (laughs) all Five movies of the original run. Five weeks in a row for the month of July 2021. It's time to get your ape faces on, folks, because where we're going is a, is a scary, mm. distant future that many would deny it's going to smell, you know, just get, you know, just imagine the smell of uh, unkempt hair, fur, greasy mm-hmm. fur, probably uh, uh, some sort of musky smell too, some body, some musky ape body odor, um, yeah. Charlton Heston's teeth. Just think about those. Think uh, about the smell in between his crotch. <laughs> running around in that loin poor nova having to hang out with him yeah 
and she can't say anything or fight him off in no, any way. Sick, it's sickening. Who's the real Taylor. monster? That's what I want to know. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about the Planet of the Apes and its successors. Yeah, beneath the Planet of the Apes, escape from the Planet of the Apes, conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and finally battle for the Planet of the Apes. Mm. Dale, I, I for one am just so excited. Uh, this is one of my favorite series of insane ideas for a movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's it is so fantastic, mm-hmm. and the sequels I I rarely watch anymore. So I am so excited to yeah. go back. It's quite and a journey. Revisit these beauties because it's going to be so fun to go back and and talk about these again for the month of July. So, folks. You already know what's coming down the pipeline. Clear your July and get to watching these movies. I mean, there's no going week to week guessing. Mm-mm. No. You know what to do. You've, you have your orders. Yeah. If you don't already have a box set, you get yourself a box set. Or, uh, or rent them. Or, uh, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Or uh, find a way to watch these. Dig out find those VHS to- tapes. Go to the yeah. go to Goodwill. I'm sure they got a whole set there sitting there ready for you. Go to do what I did, right? When you're on yeah. vacation in Orlando, Florida, go to the Virgin Megastore and buy the <laughs> DVD box set just like I did. Oh, Spend yeah. that money because it's vacation money. So it's yeah. not even really like it's money. When's the next time you're going to be at a Virgin Megastore, Dale? This is a once in a lifetime chance to shop right. at the Virgin so, Megastore. Why, why not buy something at full price because the internet shopping has not really like regulated cheaper yeah. prices yet yeah it's here right in front of me let's do this yeah so that's the month of July podcasting of the planet of the apes it's gonna be a hot ape summer yeah right, yeah Chuck? Uh, yeah if you're gonna be on social media talking about this please use the hashtag hot ape summer we're hoping it's gonna be a big hit everyone's gonna be talking about hot ape summer um, and yeah uh, maybe I'll have some t-shirts printed up too. Oh my God. I don't know. Chuck, I, I might not even leave that in because that's a promise. You know, I, w- I don't blame you if you maybe did like not a, proceed with that. Maybe a shirt with like a, an ape chest on it with the like ape nipples and some hair. Yeah. This is yeah. hot ape summer on it. Something just like, like the, just like the makeup effects department at Fox would have done in 1968. Oh, oh God. I can't wait, Dale. I cannot yeah. wait. And if you need some advice on where to watch these, why don't you go to batinspider.com and join our Discord because we have a we have a we have a deals channel and folks who look out for these kind of things will let you know and point you in the right direction on what's what is best. We've got life. a crack team of uh, Blu-ray buyers uh, on that Discord and the second any sale goes live, you'll know about it. So, I mean, that's one of the many reasons to join the Discord. And it's free to minimize any confusion. Um, yeah, just join our Discord. It's a free Discord. You don't yeah. have to. Uh, pay. It's not a, a Patreon related thing or anything like that. This is no, so. we're not going to bait and switch you. This is not a trick. We're not going to lock you in our basement closet. You know, when we get you in there, everything's going to be fine. It's just a cool place to hang out. Dale, shall we jump into uh, the feature presentation? Oh boy! Um, if you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since I got the soundboard up, Chuck, let's just. Yeah. 
It's working. The soundboard is working. <laughs> um. So horror house on Highway Five. Yeah. Um. I'll do my best to to sort of lay out what this movie is about. Um. But there's a lot of in between. We should that we'll talk about in our discussion. Um. Horror House and Highway 5 came out in 1985, and it is about two kind of hapless brothers who uh, whose father was a, a Nazi war criminal scientist, um, and they're kind of on a plan to, I don't know, resurrect or connect with him <laughs> and connect with him. do some evil deeds. I don't know. The plan isn't very clear, and all the while, there are some... Uh, high school college i guess they're college students being terrorized by a man in a richard nixon mask um mm-hmm. killing people i don't know if those two things are connected 35 year old college students so they can't <laughs> be high school students yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i guess they're not nice okay yeah but uh yeah and i i don't who knows if these two storylines are connected uh and you know to be honest i don't i really don't know i don't have any answers for you but we're still going to talk about it uh, right. Welcome to the Horror House on Highway 5, Dale. Uh, how's it feel to be inside and um, experience this movie? The, the infamous, uh, to be off, off on the side of the highway now, experiencing what mm-hmm. we experienced firsthand, Chuck. I think last week you made a comment where it seemed it was like regional horror or something to that effect. Yeah, um, which I don't necessarily agree with, maybe. I don't know if this counts as that. But go ahead. Right. But I think I know from a movie making perspective, from a getting this movie made oh, and yeah. the, the video quality and the sound quality. Now, I, now I can tell you that I watched the Tubi version. Okay. Um, I don't know if that Blu-ray you have is any more cleaned up, but this it, it looked like a shot on video movie, oh, much really? like- not things, but maybe Night Feeder or oh, shoot something of that ilk. Did you have, did you see a Vinegar Syndrome logo come up at the end? No. Wow. I wonder, oh, I'm really curious. I wish I had looked at, the, at what was on Tubi. Because, I mean, it's definitely a movie shot on film. Um, it is not video. So I feel like I may have had a better, clearer experience than. Maybe you had a leg up on this. Yeah. You might have had a, an old transfer. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it looked, that, you know, that, it was cheap film, you know, there, especially in the dark scenes, you could see a lot of film grain, but but it was pretty cleaned up and clear. It wasn't. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you had the, that experience. And I'm, I'm, I was looking, believe me, I was looking on eBay for the product that you had in your hands and it was going for, for an open version. It was going for like 55 bucks or Whoa. something like that. So, Holy crap. Um, but. Jeez, maybe I'll pay my uh, next electric bill with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, sell it to me for a few bucks cheaper, and I might take it off your hands, Chuck. I, I, but, but anyway. Yeah. So, from that perspective, and maybe it has something to do with the version I watched, but it was a a little. T- it was like. Um, kind of guerrilla style or something it was like the the samurai wisconsin movie that we yeah. watched Bloodbeat. Bloodbeat, yeah um it was very much in that vein and i i mean i liked it for that i 
I liked whatever the hell was going on in this movie. I was charmed by the effort from everybody in this thing. I mean, they were all seemed like first timers just uh-huh. doing their thing. Yeah, you're hitting the nail right on the head. I can tell you. I mean, because I have the um, I have the vinegar syndrome disc, and so I I was privy to some of the um, extra features on there. There's a little making of with interviews with the director and some of the actors and stuff. And I got to listen to some of the commentary this afternoon. You're right. Oh, this cool. movie. So it's listed as a release of 1985. Guess when they started shooting this? Give me uh, give me a guess when they started shooting this. <laughs> uh 83 1978 whoa yeah and i think they shot until 84 i think the director said um not so you're totally right i'm not saying they continuously shot for that many years this was a a weekend you know like when they had money and the actors were around (laughs) and a lot of times you know people would come and go you know they i think they had a couple uh, DPs, camera operators on this, you know, because uh, like one guy would move on and, you know, take other jobs and he wouldn't be around. So he'd get another one. Uh, it, you know, actors would leave, you know, because they're just like, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so it was a true, like, it, 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 it's very regional horror, homemade feeling, even though it's shot, it's literally shot in like Hollywood, California, I think. Um, so Damn. it was like, the guy, the director was an NYU graduate, film school graduate, moved out to LA, shot, I think, some music videos uh, for bands, including Blue Oyster Cult, which I meant to look up that video and watch it. Um, but one of his videos is for a band that, remember the guy in the movie who's in the that weird yellow jacket with the tape on it? <laughs> Yeah, he's like a tough guy who was yeah. drunk driving. Hey, Joe, you're going kind of fast. You better slow down. I'm full of hot man and I'm ready to go. So that guy was yeah. like the lead singer of a band who uh, the director, Richard Casey, did a music video for. And that's sort of oh. like, I think their relationship sort of spawned Horror House being made um, in some way. Um, and yeah, it, it seemed like a real like, just group of people like a lot of these people were from like uh improv troops in in la um who who weren't you know they hadn't done anything they were young you know just like ready to do anything Mm and and how about the sound the soundtrack is amazing it's like dude three or four like musicians and bands but it's such a weird insane eclectic mix and i loved it (laughs) i was in love and every time an actual song with lyrics came on it seemed to just fit the scene so good and the music was so good Mm -hmm. that i wanted more it just added to whatever madness this movie was selling (laughs) it it was working perfectly I, i had to say it was working perfectly it is, uh, yeah, it, this movie was an interesting watch. I mean, I, I think w- when I first watched it, I was a little like, uh, I didn't, you know, that wasn't, I think I was hungry for like a a big bloody Horror. slasher, you know? Yeah. And this is not yeah, really yeah. that. You're not going to get that with this one, really. Um, but, but what you get instead, and the more I learn about the making of it is like, oh yeah, these were like... <sighs> I, I'm lo- I'm loath to call it like a punk rock movie, but there was very much a vein of that, I think, in this, that sort of early 80s, like, 
and he, to hear the director talk, he is, he's a character and he, <laughs> the way, like he's, he, he might be exhausting to hang around. I mean, God bless him. Cause like <laughs> he could talk like from, yeah. from the interviews I heard with him and in the commentary, like, <laughs> um, but it, it, it makes me laugh. Cause the end of the, the documentary on the disc, he's like, he ends it. I think he made it himself, the whole thing. And he, he, he was like, all right, that's it. I'm done defending this movie. <laughs> but he does a good job at talking about how it was a, it was a crazy mishmash. And it was like, and he, he was very conscious that he was making a super low budget horror movie to sell to a video, to a distributor, you know, it's like, okay, you know, he started this before Halloween came out, uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. So like that hadn't even hit, but you know, horror movies had started to make money like independent horror movies so yeah it was like okay this is something i can make and maybe make some money and blah 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 um but yeah he it's there's this thing where they were just like we have no money but i got this group of people you know and we know all these musicians and we're just gonna put every idea you know we're gonna let people improv (laughs) and just like and it's kind of fa- it's super fascinating to watch because it's it like is. it's if you embrace it on that level, like if you adjust your expectations, it's way more enjoyable, and it's way more hilarious <laughs> if you just let it be goofy. And you, it's, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's there's a lot unexpected that happens. Yeah, some of the goofy moments where um, it's so cheesy that the goofiness is there that. It wouldn't be as funny except, you know, with the addition of the goofy sound effects. It just like it's over the top goofy, so it's it funny on that level. Yeah. Like because some parts are just so over the top goofy, it's like on the on the nose goofy, and that's what makes it so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um but this so the college this college professor sends these students out, apparently, you know, an ex Nazi war criminal who worked on the v2 rocket was living in little town usa yeah so he sends his students out there to you know investigate his old house for one and to interview um like people oh, to interview people him. that knew the doctor yeah and to go out and like test this replica rocket that they made on the same grounds as the doctor was testing the replica <laughs> rocket and then, you know, so with that madness is there's nothing concrete on the doctor himself, this no. this Nazi, mo- Nazi monster, but everybody that comes in, you know, um, everybody that gets close to research or being on location as this doctor, you know, bad things happen to, including somebody in a Richard Nixon mask who doesn't speak murdering people <laughs> along highway five yeah for no apparent reason that you know maybe it's the doctor maybe it's not have doesn't have anything to do with the doctor i know it, it's i mean it's so funny that like they even go as far as to like unmask him at one point but it doesn't answer any questions <laughs> right yeah <laughs> for all the right reasons it doesn't it's like oh is that the doctor we don't know <laughs> we don't know who it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this movie's not going to tell you gleefully this movie's not going to tell you yeah and it's it i like that 
um, you know, it just, the movie just went for it. The violence yeah. isn't there on screen, but it's a lot of it's implied because, you know, when they're just making this movie guerrilla style, they're not, they don't have a special effects department. So if somebody's coming at somebody with a knife, there's a cutaway before the impact. And then you just record the person's face as they're, you know, hypothetically being stabbed and stuff like that. There's a lot of that on here, but in the best ways possible. Yeah. I, can't, I couldn't help but love whatever this you know these like running unrelated scenes <laughs> were no. i mean th- there was a script for this which kind of like blows my mind like i could imagine there being a script for like half the things in this movie maybe and like the rest they just made up on the spot mm-hmm. but it, it it's kind of crazy that, that i would love to I probably wouldn't read it, but have someone else read the script and tell me how close it is to the final just, product. Yeah. And give you the cliff's notes of it. For yeah. sure. How bummed would you be if, if your professor was handing out the assignments and you didn't get to go with the group doing the model rocket and you had to go interview people? I would be so pissed, especially yeah, how... because the girl heading up the rocket experiment was like a cute tomboy in a van. Oh, yeah. my word. Yeah. She had a van. She was cute. Yeah. She almost she looked uh, like a cross between uh, Rashida Jones and Joan Cusack to me. Oh, I bit. see that. Yeah. Hmm. I did like that duo. So it was like her and then the like the pothead in the class. He was like the guy helping her. He, he was just sort of this like goofy burnout guy. Um. <laughs> It was he was funny. I I, I really liked his character actually. <laughs> yeah, he was he was really funny. There's a I was watching the commentary and there's a do you remember the scene where they're it's getting dark and the they're they're about to drive away, but um he's in the the pothead's in the driver's seat and he goes to start it but it won't start and then he gets out of the car and he's like gone for a long time. Yeah. And then he gets back in the seat and but he doesn't speak for like an uncomfortably an uncomfortable pause. <laughs> and do you know why it wasn't a choice? It was because they had to give time for like the sound guy to plug his mic back in when he gets back into the car. <laughs> so he was waiting for his mic, his lavalier mic to get turned back on before he delivered his line <laughs> of there's oil leaking everywhere. Like, <laughs> cause I remember that's, seeing it and I was like, fantastic. why? I was like, why was there that huge pause? It doesn't make any sense. The director's like, yeah, we just needed time to plug the mic in. Oh, yeah, that, oh, man, that just added one more star to this movie for me because good. It was, yeah, you're right because it was just like, there's no reason for this pause. Why is this with this weird, drawn out silence? Yeah, with maybe a little bit of score, yeah. and then all he says is, "There's oil leaking everywhere." That's <laughs> Soup, I, and he and he delivers it with such just like no confidence, like every line. Yeah. <laughs> And then the lady who is sent to interview this doctor and the doctor's assistant, uh, the doctor turns out to be very, very damaged and a bit of a mental case. And so we meet the doctor and his assistant. We don't, we don't know their brothers, right? Till later in the movie. Gary. The doctor does a whole lot to keep Gary kind of on the payroll when Gary, (laughs) you know, seemingly is, is there for you know he, why is he a doctor's assistant you know after the after the things after the bad decisions he makes but also the doctor when the uh when the student first leaves the doctor plans on kidnapping her 
and keeping her hostage. But, you know, the assistant, Gary, kidnaps the wrong person. And, like, the whole gag is he drags her up. They chloroform her and he drags her up. And then the doctor's like, that's the wrong person, you idiot. So then he, like, drags her back down the stairs and sets her on her way. Yeah. And uh, And one funny thing I I wanted to tell you about that scene, uh, which illustrates, like, the lack of people they had, but also the people they had were like down for anything. The, the girl he kidnaps out of the alleyway. Um, and the guy that he sits when, when they bring her back out and set her on the, the bus, uh, bench the guy yep. next to her. The, so those two were a couple and they did the music for that scene, like the soundtrack. They were musicians who did like some of the soundtrack, uh, but they were also like, yeah, we'll be in your fucking movie. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, this tiny part. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Fitter syndrome. Yes. Um. God. Yeah. Yeah. I love that though. When like Gary freaks out, he's like, "Where's the chloroform? Where's the sack?" Like this is like the tenth time they've done. They've abducted a woman. This is like, oh my god. Like the, it's <laughs> yeah. it's so you could tell they were, like they wanted to make a slapstick hilarious thing, but about like evil murderous torturous guys and it's like sometimes it it's hilarious but sometimes it's like uncomfortable like yeah like like when they start to torture that girl with the hot iron it's like oh god (laughs) it's there's no they make no bones about you know the torture that they're ready to inflict on this woman and luckily they don't you can't see any like steam or or burn graphics but yeah it's he does burn her on her chest with a hot iron yeah. And that's supposed to be the first of many. Yeah. Ugh. Like they're get they're going to get real, but also they're making jokes and it's being like jokey about how they can't keep her, you know, locked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, they're so bad at keeping her locked up with that just that like plastic chain and the <laughs> yeah. like the yeah. diary lock. <laughs> it's like that's not holding anybody, guys. Yeah. <laughs> And and then it it just juggles between them, you know. The doctor slowly loses his mind with his his hostage chained up. Yeah, and he is convinced he's like reading the works of Doctor Bartholomew, mm-hmm. who is the the ex Nazi war criminal scientist who's worked for the U.S. And he's he's just slowly losing his mind. He uh, you know he every time he's reading these documents, like a maggot um, a maggot pops down from oh, yeah. the ceiling, seemingly onto the the uh, paper. Yeah, and the, he just becomes convinced that it's pouring out of his brain. So there's like worms inside of his brain, and it's eating his brain. Look, more bugs. I figured out where they're coming from. They're coming out of my head. He starts freaking out about that. <laughs> and, you know, from a from an audience perspective, it could it could be real, it could not be real. We don't know cuz they don't they never clue us in to uh, yeah. which way is the truth. And it's I mean, again, another reason to love this movie. It's part of the part of the charm <laughs> of it, really. Yeah. Yeah, but watching the Dr. Mabuse lose it was especially, I mean, this might, I mean, I think, do you mind if I skip to the scene where he is writing the note to his brother, Gary? Dear Gary, before I go, I must tell you 
a few things. We are brothers. Bartholomew is our father. He is around here someplace. The last I saw him, he was dressed up like a former president. I know he was very proud of Richard Nixon. You can waste your time playing around with that girl, but I must be about my father's business. Your reluctant brother, Mabuza, M.D. And there's two reveals. The first is he's wearing like a paper mache globe on his head with a swastika painted on it. Like it looked like a child made it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is, why yeah. is he wearing that? And no then explanation. It, <laughs> and then it pans to the letter he's writing and it's just absolute gibberish coming out of his pen. Yeah. It's just nonsense. Like no yeah. letter forms at it's all. Right, it, it's just scribbles. It's I just was pencil scribbles. Laughing so hard, yeah, at that reveal that his note was just nothing, <laughs> just like because <laughs> he was just playing it so serious. <laughs> just, and then it's uh, yeah, and then it's just so so. Whoever comes across this doc, this yeah. paper with, they're gonna be like, "What is this? Yeah, it's it's not gibberish. a letter. It's not anything. No." It's a great. And who guy. even knows if Gary can read? Which is great. You know, oh, Gary's no way a little Gary so messed read. up. He's he's probably not even capable of reading, but he's writing it to his brother anyway. And why does he need to write it to his brother? Yeah, you know that's it's all great because <laughs> his brother's alive and well at, at that point. I know he could just tell his brother, but you know he's got this like maggot keeper <laughs> in her. He's like trying to shield his brain from any more bugs from entering it or something. And how about this movie turning Gary, the ha- the dumb, you know, kidnapper torture into like the most sympathetic character somehow? Like you mm-hmm. you feel sorry for him and you kind of hope he does the right thing because he does do the right thing sometimes, but he's so easily swayed by his e- more evil brother that it like, yeah. he teeters back and forth <laughs> between yeah. torturing and then almost letting the girl go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> The one time, uh, you know, she's, she, it, you totally think it's so stupid, but it's going to work that she convinces him that, oh, she, show me the dance. Oh, yeah. I need to, you know, need to unchain me so I can Come try the dance too. And then the doctor comes in. He's like, put, chain her back up. She's getting ready to get out of here. Cause you just let her out. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, she's going to get free. Yeah. Because she, she was so fall close. She was like yeah. dancing by the door. I was like, just go, go, go. <laughs> Uh, and the um and then you know Richard Nixon is just stalking this uh, this van the entire time. This this van seat it was f- it was funny because the two sent to to uh, launch this rocket. They had barely a rocket on set. You know it wasn't a re- even a re- it was like paper towel holders with a with a cap on it. So <laughs> they never get to the point where they can actually launch this rocket because it's not a real rocket. So there's a whole lot of them just like handling this rocket and holding yeah. it in their hands and stuff oh yeah so when it's when it's on them the scenes are, are them it's a little drawn out because they have to make time pass but they don't have anything to do with their hands they don't have anything yeah 
to do other than speak once every 15 seconds, you know, have a conversation with like long pauses in between because of laugh yeah. mics or whatever. Like I love, I love when they first get to the field and they park and um, what's her name? I think Louis, Louise, was she the, the, the one with the rocket? She started to do stuff with the rocket and then the pothead guy was just like, well, I guess I'm just going to go walk around. And he just like <laughs> starts to walk around. <laughs> he literally just starts it's walking like, around. It's just like what? Why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they like soon they get stranded out there, so they're like, you know, the pothead's more he's more freaked out about it. He's like the baby. And I I did love how the girl was like she was like the strong one in this situation where she was just like unfazed by everything. She's like, "Yeah, I'll just sleep in my sleeping bag out here. Like I'll build some bombs out of our rocket making." <laughs> material and line like landmines <laughs> around the van and just go to sleep here it's fine her, her and i'll make and i'll turn the shape. rocket into like a, a makeshift gun that uh, yeah yeah the pothead can carry around <laughs> <laughs> and th- that would make the pothead feel better because he's out of <laughs> yeah. his mind he sees yeah. a dead body once which is pr- presumably there because richard nixon plopped it there but then it's gone when he like calls her over the dead body is, uh, that's the director, uh, by the way. That's, uh, oh. Uh, Richard Casey, that's his cameo. <laughs> nice. Well, for, he finds the dead cat in the van first, and then he finds the dead body out by the trash can. Oh, yeah, the dead cat who dead is, cat. you know, like field dressed, laying next, <laughs> it's dressed, laying yeah. next to him inside the van. Yeah. No explanation, right? He's like, like whoa, where'd this cat come from? And then he's barely phased by it. He just goes, he's like, I'll go throw it away. And I love his, like, they're seemingly, they're out, they're like out in nature. Like, it's kind of nothing around, but he was determined to find a trash can to put the cat in. Right? <laughs> that seemed ridiculous to me, but. Yeah, I didn't even okay, think of that. Yeah. But yeah, they're in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. Like, just go throw it over across the field yeah. or something i don't know right. <laughs> yeah that mind. cat will decompose in days <laughs> it doesn't need to go get picked up by the trash crew and go to a dump it's fine <laughs> oh my god i didn't even think of that <laughs> uh, great movie yeah i um, had such a fun time with this Th- this yeah. I, that's cool that you got that disc because the special features for something like this is exactly what this movie calls for just for you to be able to love it more yeah, and I yeah I would like I should I should just send this to you so you can watch this stuff because just like watching the like the behind the scenes thing that Richard Casey made like he sets up this like old style microphone in front of the camera that he talks into and he starts his whole the whole document like I mean it's short it's like twenty minutes but he starts it off with how when he was a kid he wanted to be a rock and roll singer with a cool microphone and he made some analogy to like using technology like a microphone for uh not its intended purpose the way robert plant in led zeppelin will spin the microphone uh in his hand in this cool rock and roll thing that has nothing to do with the technology of a microphone but it's this cool thing he somehow equated that to him making horror house on highway five <laughs> oh my god Which, like like that perfectly illustrates who this guy is like just like i, I feel like i've known so many people like him where just like they're like artists to the bone and like every there's a reason for everything, but they themselves will be the first to tell you the reason doesn't make sense. And who knows? I don't know the answer. You know, just like, 
that that type of person, that type of like artist who's just like, you know, has an answer for everything, but it doesn't make nothing makes sense. Um, which I mean, when you watch this movie, it's like, yeah, that's the guy that made this movie. It's totally him. Uh, there's a lot going on here. I don't think any of it makes sense. No one reacts to anything. Someone trying to murder you. Meh. Uh, a corpse has fallen on you from a wardrobe. Sheesh. That happens a dozen times a day. <laughs> Someone is pressing hot iron against your boob, Adam. You should not be dancing with him five minutes later. I love the soundtrack and score, though. That's from Jim Connick. iTunes in the Discord. Yeah, I think... And and that has all... Like, I can't disagree with the two-star oh, yeah. and one-star reviews on here. Totally. I, you know, there is a lot that you would... scare. You just stare through the movie and be like, what is this on screen? There's no, uh, you know... A to B with interconnecting stuff, but you know, all in all, I was I was almost like by the time it happened, like the first time on screen, I'm like, oh, this is what you just gotta like click your mind, yeah, into a different mode and just watch that for what it is and and prep prep yourself like the ones that came before it for uh, for greatness in another way. Yeah, it really like it it straddles that line between just like absurdity and like a straightforward slasher like it's like you think you can get your bearings with it but then it just like turns into a totally different movie <laughs> and but yeah. i gotta say it like i mean it, there were times i got a little bored because scenes would get drawn out but mm-hmm. but the whole time yeah, i totally. was like this is like you know this is this is an odd movie and i i i'm glad i'm watching this than something else actually right now <laughs> yep completely agree completely agree Oh, I did want to point out something I learned from this disc is, so, did you find it odd when um, the girl with the pigtails, the tomboy girl, found the other girl and unties her, but then she runs away and the girl she just seemingly rescued just gets killed? Did you find that odd? Because... There's a yeah. reason why it's odd. It's because the the actor, the actress who got killed in that scene, she couldn't film anymore. She didn't want to do anymore because I don't know for whatever reason. So oh, they couldn't no. get she was supposed to be the final girl. <laughs> but and so they made the decision, all right, we'll just kill her and then have the other girl be the final girl. So the other girl was gonna get killed in that scene. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Which was I thought was hilarious when i found that i was like okay that makes that that scene makes sense now why they yeah why that even happened at all it was so weird oh Um, my gosh that's yeah that's right because she gets killed she survived all that yeah she unties her and then just leaves without her like she's she's like (laughs) why do you just why do you help her get up and try and fight that guy it's so weird yeah that's right um and she's yeah and then she like down the the hills she wanders down the hall and sees the hilarious um swastika made out of like uh construction paper taped to the one wall and then she finds the pothead with the the rake in his head <laughs> and she yeah, pulls yeah, it yeah. out and then he dies yeah he's like don't, he's pull, like, it don't pull it out don't pull it out <laughs> <laughs> she pulls it out <laughs> yeah uh, and then he dies yeah and then he dies oh and that that weird jacket that guy's wearing who uh the guy who tells the Richard Nixon killer, I'm going to fuck you. She give me the fingeroo? I think he is. No, he's just standing there. He's not doing anything. 
Get out of the road, you fucking zombie! Hey, I'm gonna fuck you, man! Did you, yeah, oh, yeah. did you see that scene when he says that? I think he must have been improving because you see the girl in the in she the, starts cracking she up, she starts laughing, and looks at the <laughs> she either looks at the camera or the director because <laughs> she's like, "Oh, he messed up his line. He said, I'm gonna fuck you.'" <laughs> but they just put it in the movie. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fuck you. Uh, but yeah, that guy was like the lead singer and he's wearing that same <coughs> weird jacket with the electrical tape all over it in the uh, music video uh, in the music video yeah oh, and the girl okay. who's tied up most of the movie is the bassist in the band she's in the music video too oh, <laughs> so weird i need now i need this movie i need it yeah i'll send it to you so you can experience it it's that time of the show where we read your feedback. We listen to your voicemails live for the first time. We've ne- we never listened to them before until we push play. Yeah, I know. You can send them to batandspiderpod at gmail.com. You can also call the official Bat and Spider hotline at 315-544-0966. Hashtag hot ape summer. By the time July is over, I think between you and I, our most watched actor will be Roddy McDowell. Oh, no doubt. I bet. No doubt. It's going to mess up our letterbox stats for sure. Big time. Maybe not mess up, maybe improve them. And, yeah, honest. that's true. It's, it's That was rude of us to Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Friends, we got one voicemail this week. Bat and Spider. This is Mark Gregory, oh my God. a.k.a. Trash, from 1990 The Bronx Warriors. <laughs> I heard you was looking for me. Oh, my God. I appreciate that, but I don't want to be found. But I heard your episode on my movie, and I wanted to say thank you. I heard you enjoyed my oily, 17-year-old, wafer-thin body with perfect pectorals somehow, and my pouty, supple lips. (laughs) I don't wear underwear either. Thanks for noticing that, too. (laughs) But you talk too much. I don't want to be found. I got these dudes in Italy sending me pictures. What is this? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm living underground. I'm a method actor. I really thought there was a turf war. I've been here all these years. I don't believe it was a movie. So here I will remain underground, listening to Bat and Spider episodes. I love you. Wow. Mark Gregory. He's like, uh, God, he's like, he's like the like Japanese World War II soldiers still in the hills fighting the war. Yeah. Except they that they oh. know the war's over and they're aware of what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mark Gregory. Mark Gregory. Amazing. Thank thanks for, for calling in. Out. What? I said, so, thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Uh, God, what can't we do, Dale? This show just brings them out, huh? It's amazing. It, it reaches it reaches everybody. It's it's so amazing to know that people are listening. <laughs> it's you it's, know it's just it brings tears to my eyes. Like when I when somebody like Mark Gregory calls, it's like I don't know. It's Mark Gregory. We just talked about him on the on the show last week. I know it's amazing. I mean, that's like you can't you can't ask for more than that. You can't. It's. I mean, when he talked about not wearing underwear, confirming what what my suspicions were. Yeah. When you see his 
supple. Those two cheat rear cheeks, like like I like you bought one of those pre-cooked hams at the supermarket and cut it in half and put them in some trousers. Very very tight trousers. Yeah, it's almost like if if those jeans were any tighter, you would be squeezing like the ham juice out of the ham. It would be like cheesecloth, denim cheesecloth. That's how like so completely firm and tight. I mean, that's why you have to use processed ham. You can't use natural ham because no. too many like unnatural imperfections on the totally. skin. No, no, no. You need that shaped, that perfect you curvature. Need, you need formed ham meat. And Mark Gregory's rear end. Oh, they're formed, baby. They're. You'll listen. I get chills thinking about Mark Gregory doing his part to act in that movie. And because he's, still he, do, as, he's still doing his part, by the way. Postscript doing his part. He's still out there living the, the Bronx war zone life for all of us. Underground. Yeah. Mark Gregory. We love you. We love you. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're living, whatever sewer you're in. Man, those sewers in Italy, Dale, are probably filled with like, uh, skeletons of saints and stuff. Who knows what they got down there? Oh my God, yeah. This, yeah. What are they called when it's like there's like a finger of a a saint? What oh, like the called? a relic or something? Yeah, relic. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Mark Mark Gregory's ass cheeks should be relics. In the Bronx. Oh, wow. So it's time to, for what, Chuck, me to pick a movie? Oh my God. Yeah, please pick a movie, Dale. That was it. Because that was our, that was, um, we're all done. That's it. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. I'm not playing anymore. I mean, what was his name? Mick Foley? (laughs) That I just listened to? Oh, Mark Gregory. (laughs) Mark Gregory. I mean, we're not listening to any Mark Gregory emails in with a with with a voicemail. That's all we're listening to this week. I'm sorry, everybody. Else. Yeah, everyone, everyone else messages get flushed. Yeah, we'll play you guys next week if somebody famous doesn't call in. Yeah, so good luck. Because next week we're gonna get a call from. Uh, I don't know. Say it. Say it. Guy, try to spoil guy, it. Ronald Reagan in a Richard Nixon mask. But God, if Richard Casey calls in, director of that movie, I would be uh, very happy. (laughs) Mark Gregory, if you know Richard Casey, let him know that we talked about his movie. Yes, connect to the, um, what do they call that? Like the astral realm and project into Richard Gregory's bathroom while he's taking a shower and tell him that he needs to listen to Bat and Spider episode 61 and to call us. Okay, it's my turn, Chuck. I, honest to God, I haven't really thought of anything. I know you're oh surprised by that. It's gonna be a wild, wild card pick this week. Off the cuff. Off the Dale. Cuff wouldn't it be cool if we were the only podcast you could get uh, on the astral plane? Should we advertise that? That would be a leg up. Honestly, yeah. I just died in your arms tonight. Dale, I've been watching. Uh, I didn't watch that episode. I don't know if there's an episode for Cutting Crew, but I've been watching on youtube uh vh1's band reunion i think it's called getting the, the 
band reunion? I don't know. It's where his host goes around to the 80s bands. Yeah. And visits all the members and asks them to come back and see their old bandmates and play one show. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. It was like from the early 2000s, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's some fun to be had there. I mean, VH1 had their <laughs> together back mm. for a time. Yeah, behind the music days. I mean, that was yeah. like, God, dude, lifeblood. We didn't have Wikipedia back then. So you had to wait for VH1 to make behind the music on Poison mm-hmm. to learn all the stupid facts. Must have been something sad. <laughs> I just imagine how we would be done already if I knew what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I should have walked away. Did you ever see the movie Images? No. I know. It's on my watch list. It's on mine too, Chuck. Shit. Images by Robert Altman. Yes. Is this too high brow for us? Is this No, this is great. No, because it's one that let's see where it lands in his overall, because I think it's very early. Let me see. Yeah, it's 71. 72. Oh, okay. Well, it's after Mash and Brewster McLeod and McCabe. Okay. So it's like, yeah, he, he's, he was a name, but still, a name. it's one that nobody talks about. Right. And it's, yeah. And it's, it's horror, right? Kind of. It sounds, yeah, it sounds horror. I can't pinpoint how horrific it sounds more than maybe psychologically thrilling, but that's, I think it's where we're, we got to go. I think it's where no, I go. think, I mean, if we're going to watch a Robert Altman movie on Bat and Spider, it's got to be this one. Right? Yeah. I mean. The, great pick, Dale. That was worth the wait. Whew. Thank you. I mean, I, I, you don't know how many movies, Chuck, that um, <laughs> I wanted to watch that had apes as characters. And I think <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to blow my wad. I don't want to blow my wad yet. Yeah. Was one Dunstan checks in? <laughs> yes, that's that was one of them. A- MVP, one... most valuable primate. <laughs> Monkey shines, wasn't that one? <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't even tell you how many I, I wanted to talk about, but that's why it took me forever. I had to go through my pages and pages of... Of ape movie? Ape under. movies, because, you know... <laughs> He's got a separate letterbox with only uh, ape watch, only ape yeah, movies f- on on that watch my list. My fascinations with the uh, <laughs> the simian. Uh, uh, so I feel better. Uh, so we're going to do images by Robert Altman. Schizophrenic housewife engulfed by terrorizing apparitions kills off each, unknowing if these demons are merely figments of her hallucinatory imagination or part of reality. Yes. It's on Tubi. It's on Mubi. You can rent it various places. So it is available. So That's go great. home and watch MASH and then watch images. Yeah. I've never seen MASH the whole way through, I don't think. Hmm. Which I liked it. I think that was before Letterboxd for me. I, I think. Yeah. This is great. I love Altman. I'm always intrigued to watch it. I mean, there's so he's he made a ton of movies, so like yeah. He's like a director. I feel like I'll never watch all his movies. <laughs> Batandspider.com. You can check out our merch. Join our Discord server. You can find us on Letterboxd. July. Make way for July. 
make your plans early, get the movies in so you can watch them along with us because you know oh, yeah. you want to. And uh, join us for images next week. I love you. Love you, Chuck. Yeah. And that's genuine. That's real love. That's not fake, um, you know, dime store love. It's real, genuine love from the right. heart. This isn't, a, this isn't a DM on Instagram saying, yeah, I love you and you could represent me or something. This is real love. Searching for real love. theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Mm.